The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. Hope you all had a fantastic 4th of July weekend, and welcome into Fantasy Baseball Today, the extravaganza. Frank Stample, joined by Scott White and Chris Towers, going to do things a little different today than our normal Monday morning podcast. Seeing as how it is the holiday weekend, we're recording this a few days in advance, and we're redrafting the first two rounds for the rest of the season. Something that we've done before, but things have changed a little bit over the past month, so we'll talk about that. We're also doing a July 4th barbecue draft, or or maybe it's called a cookout. We'll, we'll get into it. And your mailbag questions, of course. What's up, guys? Are you big fans of 4th of July? Chris, I feel like you kind of <laughs> have to, because it's your birthday. I was like probably eight when I finally figured out that the fireworks weren't really for me. Um, I was a really gullible kid and my, my family loved to lie to me. And that was one of their favorite lies uh, that the fireworks were all for me. And uh, I believed it for a long time because I'm, uh, I'm dumb. No, no, I can actually relate to that. Man. Like actually we can't get into it because People have informed me that they listen to this podcast like with their kids around. It's a very family-friendly podcast, but I will just point out that along with you, Chris, I was a very gullible child, and I believed many things into my later years that I just, I can't admit how late in life I, I actually uh, believed them. What's going on, Scott? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm here too. You yeah. are here. Do you like July I'm 4th? Here. I feel like you kind of red, white, and blue. That's right. I'm wearing a red, how, white, and blue. How can you not hat? like July 4th, Frank? Come on. Yeah, how can you not? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Anyway, what I mentioned we are doing on today's podcast, we're going to redraft the first two rounds. Scott put out an article recently, which you can find on the website. And what we're going to do is the first two rounds for the baseball draft, we're going to intersperse the July 4th barbecue draft. So, the birthday boy, Chris Towers, gets the first pick in both drafts. Scott will pick second, I will pick third. So, we'll do one baseball pick, and then we'll do one July 4th barbecue, cookout, whatever you grill, whatever you bring to a barbecue. It could be food, it can be a dessert, it can be a drink, beer, cocktail, whatever you want it to be. We'll talk it all through, but let's get things started with the baseball draft. Chris, you have the first pick, you are on the clock for the rest of the season. Who are you going with? Oh boy, that's uh that is a tough call. Um, no, it's not. It's not really a tough call. It's um, it's Ronald Acuna, I think. Um, well, I guess points, Roto. How are we doing this? I don't. I'm know. not sure it matters, but yeah. uh, 
I do have Degrom ahead in points. Okay. Um, let's say maybe let's I'm say on an Roto. island there, but for Roto, I do have. I actually have Acuna and Tatis with the same value. You know, maybe there's a little more risk with Tatis, but I'll go with Acuna. I think he is the top player, but I don't know. Tatis might be better. Yeah, it is. It is very close. Uh, we'll find out right now who Scott is going to take second overall, but we can kind of differentiate right and talk it out where if someone would be higher in a points league or a roto league, then we can kind of make that distinction. But coming into the season, we had the big three starting pitchers, Shane Bieber, uh, Garrett Cole, and Jacob deGrom as the top three picks in a points league. So I don't think it would be crazy to take uh, Jacob deGrom with the first overall pick, but Ronald Acuna, five category contributor, stud, not striking out as much as he has in the past. I think it makes a lot of sense. Scott, you're up. Well, actually, no, 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 well, no, no. Well, no, Chris has got to make Chris, his yes. barbecue pick or you are cookout right. pick or whatever. See, what, yeah, where, so just, where I grew just up, it was a clear. Cookout. Just to be clear, it's not a barbecue. It barbecue is, a barbecue. De- is defined by a very specific type of cooking, typically indirect heat with a lot of smoke. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a type of food. You don't go to a barbecue unless you're like going to a place that does barbecues. You're grilling. Grilling is a different thing than barbecuing. Grilling often has direct heat, um, shorter cooking times. Barbecue is a whole day thing. They're they're different things. You're not barbecuing. I, I, I think the distinction is is noteworthy as well. However, it, there there are different regional terms for this, and our our coastal elites, I think, refer to it as a barbecue. So I think that's. That's becoming a nationally recognized term for it. Yeah. But anyway, Chris, go yeah. right ahead. Let's go. It's a barbecue. I've never, yeah, there's no actual actual <laughs> barbecue food at what I like to call a barbecue. Chris, you have the first pick in our July 4th barbecue draft. Hold on. I was doing some quick research. First pick in the barbecue draft <laughs> is... I'm on pins and needles. See, you gotta, th- this is the thing. You gotta know the room that you're in. Because So if I take beer... Nobody else can have beer, right? That is right. correct. That would mean if you are beer. deciding what to bring to a barbecue, cookout, grill out, whatever you want to call it, what are you bringing? You're bringing beer. beer. What kind of beer, beer are you bringing? Please don't say stout, IPA, oatmeal, cookie. I'm sorry. My my <laughs> preference would, I mean, do does a hard seltzer fall under the beer category? So like a malt liquor. Um, no, okay, so... If- if I'm bringing beer, it's, um, I mean, one, a lovely line and Kugel lemon shandy or summer shandy. This was a um, test and you passed. I do love a session IPA. When I was younger, I would have been like, oh, why are you paying full price for a lower alcohol beer? Now I'm like, I can have like four of those and I'm still, you know, good because I'm old now, man. I can't, I can't put beers down like I used to, but a session IPA, it's a great time. A little lighter, typically a little like, you know, hints of uh, grapefruit in them. Love that. Very nice. All right, Chris going with the Session IPA and or White Claw, Truly, Seltzer, Lining Kugel, Summer Shandy. We'll throw that in there, of course, as well. Scott, I you have do the... want to point out, hold on, just one quick <laughs> thing. There's no way we get through all this. <laughs> well, this is, I, I think it's worth, and it's probably relevant to the next player we're going to discuss. Let's do it. Over the last three seasons, Fernando Tatis has been a lot better than Ronald Acuna. You know, you put their 162 game pace, Acuna's hitting 275, 140 runs, 46 home runs, 105 RBI, 36 steals. That's incredible. That's ridiculously good. Yeah. I mean, he's on Fernando like what, a 60-50 pace this year. Frank pointed it out last week. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tatis is for 101 games. 301, I mean, 135 runs, 51 homers, 121 the, RBI, 34 steals. That's three, you know, partial. If, if it was strictly a numbers goals. game, you could make a case for Tatis. But yeah. the problem with Tatis is we get these bi monthly freakouts about his shoulder, and you never know when the other shoe's going to drop. So yeah, I'm actually fair. not even taking him second overall. I'm going to take Vladimir Guerrero instead, uh, just because I don't want to, I just don't want to deal with that shoulder. Um, but, you know, it's easier to justify that in the points league than Roto, obviously. But even in Roto, I think I'm going to go with Guerrero. Yes. Uh, and then for the second pick in the barbecue draft, I'm uh, I'm going to go with the hot dog. The hot dog's pretty important to me. The hot dog, you oh, know, it, it's treated like such a peasant food. You know, most of the year we we mistreat it, we boil it, we microwave it. For goodness sake. Oh but gosh. if you if you if you're if you're going to take the make the effort to fire up the grill, roll it around a little on there, you know, break out the buns. Don't just go with a slice of bread folded in half, but give give the hot dog its own dedicated vehicle in in the bun. You give it that you put it on the grill. You give it that nice char, crisp it up a little on the outside. It takes it takes that peasant food. And turns it into something that's fit for a king, especially if you go all out and you, you, you buy like a really good brand hot dog, like a Nathan's or Applegate. I don't know if you guys have tried an Applegate hot dog before, but those are delicious. I, 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 I need love, a hot dog at my love, 4th of July barbecue. I don't love a, a kosher dog. I'm going to be honest. I want the, I want the undefinable uh, meat slop oh hot dog. That's, that's my go-to <laughs> hot dog. Give me like a ballpark Frank. And a potato roll, mm. maybe maybe heat up some chili on the grill. Mm. Throw some cheese on you that put bad chili boy. on a hot dog. Ooh. That's next. Le- we were talking about chili Ooh. dogs a couple weeks ago. Chili Man. cheese dog is just <laughs> it's great, but boy, is it dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think I could do it on a Fourth of July cookout because there's so many other things to eat. You know, true. If you, if you put if you start piling chili on your hot dog, how far are you going to get really? Yeah. All right, so we have beer and hot dogs at our July 4th cookout, and Ronald Acuna and Vlad Jr., the first two picks of the draft. I will end the slide for Fernando Tatis Jr., and Scott, you're right about these kind of bi-monthly, once-per-month kind of freakouts about the shoulder injury for Tatis, but even with that, this is crazy. He's averaging 4.8 fantasy points per game, which is by far most among all hitters in baseball, and I mentioned recently, you brought it up, He's on a near 60 homer, 40 steal pace over 150 games. Fernando Tatis is just otherworldly. I, I I can't even imagine what he would be doing if he never had a shoulder injury this season. So it's uh-huh. it's pretty crazy for uh, Fernando Tatis. For me, I'm surprised that this lasted this long. I thought it was kind of just like a chew in, pencil it in, whatever you want to do in Cheeseburger, man. The classic. Yeah. The burger. The cheeseburger. You want to put cheese on it? Go ahead. I prefer cheese. Nice little pepper jack on my burger there. Tomato, some onion, maybe throw some lettuce on there, some ketchup, some hot sauce. Give it oh, get, the work. Get, get a red onion. A little red onion. All I love about a red it. onion. Pickle, All about gotta have it. pickle too. All, but see, here's pickles the thing. are very nope. hit or miss. Nope. Here's the nope. thing. I'm, nope. No pickles. No, no pickles, pickles allowed ever. If you ever what? order a Popeye's chicken sandwich, no pickles. I can't. Oh, yeah. No pickles on my chicken sandwich. No. I don't like that. Do not put pickles on a sandwich. I cannot do it. Can't do it. But on a burgie, 
I like it on a burger. No, nope. yeah, you get that. You get that dill. Like <laughs> I'm out with with the red onion. Oh, it, anyway, I, what the reason I skipped the cheeseburger and went with the hot dog? I love a good burger. I, I have never gone to a cookout and gotten a burger that I thought was as good as like a restaurant quality burger. Like nobody's ever made a homemade burger for me. I haven't done it myself. That's ever quite lived up to that. So I think if you're just talking about at home cooking on the grill, the hot dog is is. I, I, I think it I, I think it goes I think it I think it uh, it reaches a little higher than the burger. I do. I like both. I hear what you're saying. It doesn't really live up to the restaurant burgers. I mean, those are like juicy, massive. And I guess somewhere yeah. some, uh, you know, someone somewhere is making crazy burgers at their so, cookout. Yeah. Someone out there is saying, <laughs> no, you've, I, you've never let me make you a burger before you. Yeah, I, I know that's that's probably <laughs> a thing that's going on. I've, I've made I've eaten some burgers that people have raved about and they're fine. But they're not like say, to Scott's point about the hot dog getting special treatment on the July 4th and getting the grill. Burgers are much better cooked on a smoking hot pan than on a grill. Too many people overcook their burgers on a grill. I need my medium at most. Yeah. I guess it depends. You get that nice hard crust on. Yeah, no, that's it's not the best utilization of a burger. On the grill. I hear what you're saying. saying. I'm more of a medium well kind of guy, but yeah, if you do like your your burger alive a little bit, it is a little bit tougher to pull off there. Chris, you are back up. You have the fourth pick in the baseball draft, the fourth pick in the July 4th barbecue draft. Jacob DeGrom. Um, he's the best pitcher in baseball. He has had, I mean, besides the like five-week stretch where he had an injury scare pretty much every start, the on the performance side, he has had zero issues. There are no questions about whether Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in baseball on a per inning basis. And yeah, you know, pitchers get hurt. He's more likely than most pitchers to get hurt at this point because of the the recent track record, but he always seems to be fine after we freak out about some injury. So Plus, I'll go with him and get the best Be- pitcher in baseball. Bieber has gotten hurt. Garrett Cole's spin yeah. rates are way down. Like there's there's really no argument for who the best pitcher in fantasy is anymore. Yeah. And there's seemingly a concern with every ace starting pitcher. So even with the injury concerns with DeGrom, he's averaging 24.1 fantasy points per game, which is far and away the best in baseball. As of now, we're recording this on Thursday, July 1st. He has a 0.69 ERA and a 0.53 whip. Jacob DeGrom is not a reliever, people. He is a starting pitcher. This is unheard of. Chris, the fourth pick in the July 4th cookout draft. Okay, so I'm going to stipulate that it has to be made well, but ribs. Don't, you know, some people like don't take off the, the, the silver skin on the back and they don't uh, give it the proper time that it needs. Ribs, you need to let them cook at a relatively low temperature for a while to, to turn some of that... Uh, the, the fibers and the muscles into juice. Um, but if you take your time, if you give them a couple hours, ribs are, I think, the, the, the highest upside play when you're talking about food cooked over an open fire. I'm all about it, man. Get messy. Get the barbecue sauce on there. Whatever kind of sauce you want to put on them. Good rub. The rack Little of ribs. All- Carolina-style mustard-based rub or mm. sauce. Mm. Mm. Love that. Let's do it. Scott, you're up. Fifth pick in both drafts. Fifth pick in the baseball draft, I'm going to go with our old pal Juan Soto, who I really don't have any concerns about 
his production. Uh, obviously, it's been down to this point. But I think I think we're going to see a a, a a neck and neck battle between him and Vladimir Guerrero for best like pure hitter. Take stolen bases out of it, just pure hitter uh, in the second half. Because if you look at all the underlying numbers, all the stat cast data, the exit velocity, the hard hit rate, the expected stats. I mean, Juan Soto looks like Juan Soto. Last year, I mean, being the short season, he probably it was it was it was an outlier performance over a so small sample, and it may have caused people to uh, it, it may have given people inflated expectations for Soto, but he's still amazing. He's still amazing, and he's going to show it in the second half. As for oh, yeah. our Fourth of July barbecue, I am. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We got to go with something other than meat here. We get. We got a lot of meat going on at this barbecue. We need something to uh, help the digestion. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best way to go. I'm gonna go with corn on the cob. I'm gonna go with corn on the cob. Yeah, corn on the cob on the grill is. Yeah. Now, like this high. is. Yeah. Even going back to like childhood, you know, you knew what corn was. You'd have you'd have a little pile of kernels on your plate. Oh, oh that's corn. That. Whatever corn. It's Cream something corn. You, is something your parents tell you to eat. It's just you know, but corn on the cob on a becomes this like magical rendition of it. I, I don't even know why exactly, but you roll it around on the butter, you get the salt and pepper on it, you eat it like a typewriter. And it's just, like, even though it kind of sticks in your teeth, you know, and that kind of annoys you the rest of the day, it's just, it, it's just a must. It's just a must for this sort of, sort of thing. A bunch of butter, you char it a little bit, bunch of butter, some chili powder. That's People don't know about this. Chili Throw powder. a little chili powder on your corn. Oh, oh. my God. That's nice. That, that probably would be good. That's I don't awesome. know that I would have cared for that as a kid, but yeah, probably would be good. Some butter and, and chili powder. I've got a bit of an Azer take. I guess a Stanford take here, but I'm Uh-oh. not a, I'm not a big corn guy. Just uh. I, I ate so much corn growing up. Like you mentioned, Scott, it's all right. They give you the little corn kernels of whatever. And it's just, it just kind of ruined all corn for me. Like I just I don't like to eat corn anymore, even corn on the cob. But I hear, <laughs> like I see people lathering it up with the butter and stuff. It, it does look pretty good. The chili powder, I, I might, I might try that. That sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. The six. You ever pick, had a skitas? The what? A skitas? No, what's that? The Mexican street corn. Oh no, it's no, like, no. Uh, I've seen it around though. <laughs> cheese, cheese mixed with a little like crema or mayo, chili powder, a little lime juice. Mm, amazing. Chris, I mean, you got to take me out for some of this fancy food that you always talk about, man. We live like. 10 blocks away from each other. So let's, let's make this not, I let's exaggerated that, but still, you know, we're kind of close <laughs> to each other. Uh, all right. Six picking the baseball draft for me. I am going with the man, the myth, the legend Shohei Otani, who has Ooh, completely broken out onto the scene. Maybe it's a little bit high middle of the first round here, but just looking at his fantasy points per game as a hitter this year, 4.0 fantasy points per game. And I kind of wrestled with maybe Trey Turner in this spot, but even from like a roto perspective, you're going to get more steals from Trey Turner, but Otani's going to give you much more power. I mean, he has 28 home runs. I think the counting stats are going to be better for Otani just in general. A few less steals, batting average is not going to be as good for Shohei Otani. But uh, you know, when we did this six weeks ago, I hesitated to put Otani in the first round because I figure oh, he's going to wear down. You know, going being in the lineup every single day, starting you know, every seventh or eighth day, whatever it ends up being. Um, but his June was by far his best yeah. month. And, and 
it, he, he's not slowing down. So yeah, I agree. I agree with Otani. All right, and in the cookout barbecue draft, I'm gonna I'm gonna get away from the food here for a second. Chris is bringing the beer, the line and kugels. The oh, session I'm under IPA. the assumption that you guys are on your own. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Because uh, what you I'm just bringing, brought it for yourself. Yeah, this is your you're building your own. Oh, okay. Uh, July Fourth barbecue. I, I thought we were building a collective FBT no, barbecue. You don't get my beer. I mean, you know, you know me. I'm 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 cool with the cup of lukewarm tap water. So I, I will probably not be. <laughs> I'll probably not be using my picks on a beverage, but but Frank may want to. Chris is one of those guys who comes to a barbecue with. Uh, just a six pack, and then once that goes, he starts drinking everyone else's drinks. He's I one just, of those. Guys. I wear cargo pants, and I just keep them on me. <laughs> All right, so I'm making a cocktail here, and something that I really enjoy throughout the summer months is a nice vodka lemonade. It is look lemonade in the summer. Throw a little shot in there. I think it's a, a nice little cocktail for regardless of any occasion throughout the summer. Big fan of the vodka lemonade, so I will go with the cocktail there. I'm bringing it to the barbecue, and I'll share it with you, everybody. You could have saved that for your last pick. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, come on. Right. Worst pick of the draft. Right. Not strategically a good pick. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay in the top 10 oh, levels. No. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris. We you, just wouldn't have thought of it. Is the thing. <laughs> Chris, you have the uh, seventh pick in both drafts. The thing is, you got to strategize. Scott's not going to take any alcohol. I already got my beer. That's so. true. I, I blew that one bad. <laughs> you blew it. Um, <laughs> Trey Turner's the easy pick. And he's my pick. Would you have taken um, him over Otani? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really? my number five player. Okay. Um, yeah, no, for sure. All right, Trey Turner just had an awesome birthday hit for the third cycle of his career. Don't think there's anything to argue with there. Chris, you're the seventh pick in the cookout draft. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to go with a with just generally pie. We're going to include, you know, Custard-based desserts that are called cakes. Talking about you, cheesecake. You're a pie. All right, Just but if it. you had to choose one, Chris, what is your pie? Like, what's yeah. the go-to? Key lime pie. Key lime. I think pie. for the mm-hmm. summer, especially, like for for Thanksgiving, maybe it's an apple pie, but or pumpkin pie, actually pumpkin pie. But in the summer, a, a nice key lime pie is just perfect. I love chocolate cream pie, but I guess it could get pretty messy at in an outdoor kind of barbecue setting. Yeah, it's gonna melt. Ah, I love it though. Chocolate cream pie is so good. Scott, you're up. You have the eighth pick in both. Eighth pick, I'm going Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. I struggle to... It's been difficult to suss out what's wrong with Mookie Betts. I got to admit, we haven't talked about him much because I'm not really sure what to say other than I think he's probably going to be fine. I mean, the plate discipline's been fine. You know, it's not quite like... Juan Soto, where all the expected stats look as amazing as ever, but like nothing's that far off for Mookie Betts. Yeah. And now that the environment is kind of swinging back toward hitting, uh, I have a hard time believing he's just, he's not going to measure up anymore. So I'll go Mookie Betts as my uh, baseball pick for the cookout. I'm going with the watermelon. You need the watermelon at the 4th of July cookout. You, you're eating all these rich and fatty foods. It's just good to break it up with that cool, juicy bite of watermelon, good pal- palate cleanser. You know, it, it just it just really rounds out the whole meal, the watermelon. Mm. 
big fan of the watermelon as well. I like that. I like where this is going. We're we're, we're doing we're doing well. We're making good prog- progress here. Ninth pick in the baseball draft. I am going to go with what I think is a pretty obvious call here, and I'm going to go with Jose Ramirez. Though the steals have been down a little bit this Dang. year. He's only at six steals. I know you were a big fan coming into the season. And so far, Jose Ramirez has returned pretty much the value you expected. Again, steals down a little bit. You know he's not going to give you a huge batting average, 265 at the time of recording this. But counting stats are great. He's at 18 homers, 50 RBI, 50 runs, uh, 53 runs scored. And that comes yep. in a lacking Cleveland lineup. So, you know, even in spite of that, Jose Ramirez has been pretty damn awesome. For what it's worth, that was one of the biggest... Uh debates I had with myself when putting together the column version of this. Do I go with Betts at eight or Ramirez? I went with Betts because I think Betts at his best is going to be a better source of batting average. And you mentioned Frank Ramirez hasn't been running really that. I think Manny Machado has more steals than Jose Ramirez this year. It's been, it's been pretty disappointing. His, his stolen bases. Yeah. Machado does. He has eight steals to Jose Ramirez's sixth in the July 4th barbecue draft. I am going to go with, you know, we've moved away from the meat for a while here, and I, I'm going to keep that going. And I'm going to go with one of these. I, I don't mess with potato salad, macaroni salad. I, I don't like mayonnaise. I'm just, I'm out. I don't, yeah. Anything too with many, mayo. Too many salads are just mayonnaise mixed in with other stuff. I agree. I agree with that. But if you can get yourself a nice pasta salad, no mayonnaise included. My mom makes this awesome pasta salad. Spaghetti, sun-dried tomatoes, some Parmesan cheese, some garlic, some oil in there. You mix it all around. It is really, really amazing. So if you can get yourself a nice pasta salad, no mayo. Mayo too heavy. I'm going with it. Pasta salad what's, here. What's the worst salad that's just mayonnaise mixed with other stuff? Because I think I got... I, I think I know what it is. I just want to see if either of you is going to say it. I don't know. Coleslaw? Oh, come on. Is that a... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like any of them, frankly. Yeah, me neither. Carrot and raisin oh, salad. Have you ever had that? You that? That's no, a thing. That is so... Ugh. <laughs> I, who, even, who even thought of that and why? It's just it's just shredded carrots and raisins with mayonnaise mixed in. You, know, you never had that before? No, never. Consider yourself lucky. Yes. It's, I consider myself... Look at, the de- look at the deli next time, you know, where they got all those, like, containers with those different unimaginative mayonnaise salads, you'll, you'll find it in there. I yeah. promise. Yikes. Well, don't bring any of that to my cookout because I'm not letting you in. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you're up. You have the 10th pick in both. Yeah, there's carrots and raisins and mayo <laughs> sitting out in the sun all day. That's delicious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really struggling with this. I, I Garrett Cole is my top player left. And I don't feel super great about that. Um, yeah, I'd be going with a different pitcher. Do TBH. it. Let the hate flow I'm through you, Chris. Thinking about it, and I. Max Scherzer. <laughs> Max Scherzer. Okay. Who are you thinking? I have Darvish ahead not. of Scherzer, but only one spot. Right, so right. I'll, I'll take Darfish after you take Scherzer here. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and that is very on brand for you, Chris. You were big on Scherzer, and he has. Come through spectacularly this season. I was completely wrong about Scherzer to this point. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. I am rooting for him to stay healthy, but I think that still is uh, something that is lingering in the back of my mind. Scott, you mentioned that you will uh, take you Darvish with your next pick, but Chris, let's go back to your uh, barbecue pick. 10th overall. So this this is the last pick, right? This is your last pick. I'm going to go with with some, some shrimpies on the barbie. Love, Lo- love a good shrimpy on the, on the old barbie. 
So Love that's it. what I'm going with. Big mm. fan. The shrimp kebab. Throw some Cajun yeah, seasoning it. on there. Beautiful. What mm-hmm. country are you celebrating, Chris? Come on. Get that get that <laughs> grill hot as you can and cook them for about 40 seconds. Mm. Great. Oh, man. I love it. All right, Scott, you mentioned you're taking you Darvish. If there's anything you would like to add on him. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's just whether you go with Scherzer or Darvish, and I have them right next to each other, like I said, uh, it's just it's just interesting that they've now emerged, either one of them has emerged as the number two. And it's really just because others have disqualified themselves, I feel like. This is the biggest gap between number one and number two that we've seen all season. So yeah, I go Darvish as the 11th, what is this, the 11th pick? No, the 10th pick overall. 11th pick. Yeah, this is 11th. Oh yeah, right, 11th. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to recap this first round real quickly in a minute. But yeah, uh, for the for the barbecue draft... Chris Chris picked pies and he, he went with key lime, but I think I think of cobbler as more of a summer dessert, which is kind of an inverted pie, right? Kind of a deconstructed pie. It's an open it's an open faced pie. But specifically, I'm thinking the peach cobbler. Now now the peach is a very finicky fruit, and I feel like people who say they don't like peaches just haven't haven't gotten it teed up for them properly. Because when when you, when you get the right amount of ripeness and, and, you know, the perfect time of year, like it is right now for peaches. It's, it's, it's the number one fruit. It's the number one fruit, whether you, whether you just bite into it like an apple or mix it in with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of brown sugar, like in a cobbler, uh, either way, it's, uh, it's delicious. And I just, I don't want my fruit to need a shave before I eat it. It, just, it doesn't. I can't get past that. I it can't doesn't. Get past just bite that. into it like an apple. That fuzz can't is great. Get pa- can't get past a hairy fruit. It's just—it's <laughs> a mental block for me. I, I just—I can't. Oh, I love kiwi, man. Well, so you lost me. Somebody's there. preparing this cobbler for you, and they've—they've they've gotten rid of all the fuzz for you. Yeah, so. that's, I, I would still prefer an apple. I prefer something with a little more bite. You know. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. The, the past couple of picks here have been very brand. Chris with his Max Scherzer, Scott obviously originating from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, going with the Peach Cobbler. So I do appreciate that. The last pick of the first round in the baseball draft. I'll end the slide, the homer pick, whatever you want to call it. So I got this queued up here. Let's go. Mercy! Oh, that's the wrong one. Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen. That's right. Of all the dramatic things, Garrett Cole, he's a cheetah. But I'm going to end his slide and take him with the 12th overall pick here. I would still make the argument he should be the second starting pitcher off the board, but I see both sides of it at this point. The past month or so has been really weird for Garrett Cole, the whole substance situation and spin rates being down, swinging strike rate being down, strikeouts in general being down. He's been, you know, just not nearly the Garrett Cole that we've seen in years past. So I still think he's very good, but uh, I'll round out the first round here uh, with Garrett Cole, which makes four starting pitchers still going in the first round. And I have to end the barbecue draft here. The, the last pick that I'm going to make, and this is, there's a lot riding on this. We already have two desserts. Watermelon's not really a dessert, but it's kind of somewhere in between. We got the pie, we got the peach cobbler, we got some drinks, we've got some meats. Where do I want to go with this? Hmm. Again, reminder, you have no beer, no ribs, no pie, and no shrimp. <laughs> that's all right. I've got my you burger. Guys have have your, private if you guys want to have your own party, that's fine. But I approach this as if I was building my own party, and I am not going to collaborate well, if, if on If we were party. doing it that way, then there was no reason why we couldn't repeat picks. This is, other I, one, I, that, I think, yeah, I think there is. this is a shared barbecue. No, this, of course, you have to, the, the whole thing is building the draft while competing with people. Okay. Uh, it's like a supermarket sweeps. 
you know? <laughs> I had a completely different idea of what we were doing here, but however you want to uh, go about it, I'm not going to knock you here, Chris. I'm going to round out with, man, there's so much good stuff still available here. I'll go with, give me the king cone. Give me the king cone. I need a dessert of my oh. own since Chris isn't sharing his. I don't know if Scott's sharing his peach cobbler. I'm going I with the king cone. For you. I love the king cone. It's a classic. You've got your, your, your chocolate in the center of the ice cream. You've got the peanuts on top. You've got the sugar cone on the bottom. You've got everything that you need. Love your, in an love ice your cream little... Cone chocolate nub at the bottom love it Just a lovely little like surprise treat at the end but man this was tough because we have no chicken at this barbecue which i don't know some people might say that's all right i love barbecue chicken on the grill uh sausage and peppers big fan sausage and pepper throw it on a little hero there bratwurst big fan of the bratwurst too but i'm going with you the know if i had another pick i would have gone coleslaw <laughs> Well, oh. good thing you don't have another pick. I'm out on coleslaw, too. All right, so let's recap the first round of our baseball draft and then the barbecue draft. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Vlad Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Jacob deGrom, Juan Soto, Shohei Otani. That's your, your first six picks. And then 7 through 12, we have Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez, Max Scherzer, you Darvish, and then Garrett Cole. Max Scherzer and you Darvish moving ahead of Garrett Cole for our July 4th barbecue cookout draft. Chris is bringing the beer. He's bringing the beer. Lining Kugels, Session IPA, some White Claws, seltzers, whatever you want. Scott's bringing the hot dogs. I've got the cheeseburger. Chris has the ribs. Scott has the corn on the cob. I'm bringing the cocktail. It's vodka lemonade, although no one else was going to bring it, so I kind of wasted my pick. Chris is bringing the pie, key lime pie. Scott's got the watermelon. I'm bringing a pasta salad. Chris, back to the shrimp on the bobby. Nice little shrimp kebab. Scott has his peach cobbler, and I'm bringing the king cone. What do you think? Are you coming to our barbecue? Let us know. What did we miss out on? I'm sure we missed out on a ton. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to do the second round of redrafting the uh, for the baseball draft for the rest of the season, and we will answer some of your questions here on Fantasy Baseball Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, so let's kick off the second round. Chris, you have the first pick of the second round. And who are you going with in our baseball draft? Barbecue draft is over. I think there's an obvious pick, but I'm sure you guys will not agree. Bryce Harper for me. Mm. Uh, I think he's the best hitter available, the the best five-category contributor left. And um, yeah, he's my pick. I don't have an issue with it, assuming that he's healthy, and it kind of looks like he's getting healthier based on his performance the past couple of weeks. Scott, I don't think you had Bryce Harper in like your first top, uh, your top twenty-four picks, right? No, I don't. I didn't. I didn't really even consider him 
Wow. That Dang. hard for wow. it either. I, I mean, he's just been, he's just been absent for two months, basically. So, um, I, look, he could be one of the top 12 players, top 13 players in the second half. He's certainly shown that kind of potential before. I just, Chris is raising Objection. his hand. Objection. Objection. Bryce Harper just had a 921 OPS in the month of June. He had six homers and three steals in 20 games. Okay, so he played two-thirds of the month. Absent. Well, sure. He got he got a little dinged up. But when okay. he was out there, he he was awesome. He's been awesome this season. Uh, okay. Bryce Harper. Well, with the 14th pick, I will go with someone who I think will even have a higher than 921 OPS the rest of the way. And that someone is Frederick Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Uh, kind of like Kind of like Juan Soto and Mookie Betts, in that I don't really see anything that's wrong with him. And kind yeah. of like Juan Soto, the expected stats, he looks every bit like the Freddie Freeman we've always known. So, um, you know, I don't know why his batting average is lagging so much. The power production isn't really. The power production's been fine. It's just the batting average. But he's still as safe of a source of a 300 batting average as anyone you'll find. And I expect him to do that from this point forward. So Freddie Freeman is my pick at 14th overall. And I think the issue for Freeman, if there is one, and this was pointed out on a fan graphs piece, probably three or four weeks ago, he's not pulling the ball nearly as much. Uh, we talked about this on Friday's podcast, I think um, Thursday's no, podcast, Thursday's podcast. Yeah. Um, he's not pulling the ball nearly as much and it has led to worse outcomes for him, but Lately, he is pulling the ball more uh, in the month of June. I think his pull rate was right in line with where it's been the last couple of seasons, right around 40%. So that's a good sign. I totally agree. He's going to be one of the best hitters in baseball moving forward. It, like If he's as good as Vladimir Guerrero rest of season, it wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, yeah, I- I'm totally fine with that. If you can still somehow buy low on Freddie Freeman, he's kind of been coming around the past couple of weeks, so it's going to be a little bit harder now. But Freddie Freeman goes 15th overall, 14th overall, 14th overall. I'm going to take Bo Bichette, 15th overall, who we all kind of had valued, uh, labeled as overvalued coming into the season based on his ADP. He has lived up to that ADP. He's doing it with just an 816 OPS. So his line of context has been awesome for him, but I'm not going to take anything away. He's batting 285 power, speed, giving you everything that you need. He's getting on base. One of the best lineups in baseball with the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette, I am taking 15th overall. Chris, you are up with the 16th pick. Yeah, Bo Bichette's on pace for 138 runs over 162 games. That's uh, and 111 RBI. That's pretty dang good. Um, my pick, my best player left would be Brandon Woodruff, who you know we talked about pitchers who don't really have any concerns and at this point I think Brandon Woodruff is right there with Max Scherzer and you Darvish and you know when healthy Shane Bieber um you know Trevor Bauer I can't put in that discussion anymore but um I, I think he's right there in that second tier after DeGrom he's been every bit as good as Dar- Darvish and Scherzer um so yeah Brandon Woodruff is awesome all right Scott you're up 17th pick yeah, I think Woodruff is the right pitcher there. Um, but I'm, I am I got a couple pitchers up here next that we've never really thought of going in this range before. 
And it's a really difficult time to evaluate pitching right now. I write about this in in the column, just you know, between the spin rates dropping all over the place and the unprecedentedly short season last year. It's, it's hard to know who's really going to hold up there. But I think Zach Wheeler is yeah. as good a bet as anybody right now um, because his spin rates for for having this dramatic. Uh, second breakthrough here this year with the strikeouts going up. His spin rates have been fine throughout this whole thing. So, and, and he's always been good at workload, or at least the past few years he has. So yeah, I'm going with Zach Wheeler. I've lost track of what pick we're on, but I think... Really, really weird that Zach Wheeler is like dependable innings eater guy now. Yeah, from <laughs> five years ago, our impression of him, yeah. 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 And, and the thing is, he's like, we had him labeled as just like this okay innings eater coming into the season. Now he's just like an elite ace innings eater, which is he's taking that next step, throwing a slider a little bit more, getting more mm-hmm. ground balls, swinging strike rate up, strikeouts up in general for Zach Wheeler. Yeah. So it's been an awesome breakout, and hopefully he can continue that for the rest of the season. The sixth pick of the second round, and I have a few different routes that I can go down here, but someone that I loved coming into the year, Scott, I know you loved him. Chris, I'm not... I don't remember where you were at, but Nick Castellanos, man, like he's not going to give you any seals. I realize that. And he's probably not going to hit 350 for the entirety of the season. But I always thought that his profile had this Freddie Freeman-esque season in it. As many line drives as he hits, I think he has power. He hits in a great ballpark for power as well. The Reds lineup is not a great one, but they do enough at the top of the order to support his counting stats. So it's early, the middle of the second round. We've always kind of talked about him where if he hit his ceiling, this is what it could be. And he's finally doing that. So Nick Cassianos, I will take with the sixth pick of the seventh round. And Chris, you're back up. Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy I think is better than Nick Cassianos. And I, I think is the most underrated player in fantasy at this point. That's Xander Bogarts. He's hitting 330 this season with a 942, 942 OPS. He's been amazing. But even over the last four seasons, I don't know if the perception has caught up with reality here because over the last four seasons, Xander Bogarts is hitting 305 and his 162 game average is 103 runs, 31 homers, 114 RBI, 10 stolen bases with a 305 average. Like that's, I have a hard time seeing why he doesn't belong in the first round discussion. I mean, that is, it's not Mookie Betts, but in terms of five category contributors, there aren't many better than than Xander Bogarts. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Yeah, no, he definitely does not get that respect. And I think it's pretty close with him and Cassianos. Scott, you are up here with the eighth pick of the second round. Uh, okay, I am going to go with the other pitcher I was referring to then, and that is Kevin Gosman who to this point has been the number one pitcher in points leagues, the number two pitcher in Roto Leagues behind just a Grom. And, you know, obviously that's not how high I ranked him here. So I I don't think he'll finish quite that high. But with the uncertainty at starting pitcher right now, I don't see why he doesn't deserve any less benefit of the doubt than anyone else. Uh, He's been doing everything you could ask from an ace so far this season. Yeah. I'm wondering what his payday is going to look like in the offseason, right? Because he's on a one-year deal with the Giants, and it was a prove-it deal, and boy, is Kevin Gosman proving it right now. So he's going to get paid big time, and rightfully so. And Scott, you didn't have this guy in your top 24, I don't believe, in your article. But 
I think he's pretty close and basically just flipped a switch since May on. And I'm actually going to take Kyle Tucker, who is batting 314 from May 1st on with a 919 OPS. He contributes across the board, not stealing as much as I thought, actually. Only three steals since the beginning of May, but he hits for some power. One of the best lineups in baseball, gives you runs, gives you RBI. Uh, I think you kind of make the argument for Cody Bellinger as well if you think that he's going to get back on track here. But if you're just looking for someone that can do a little bit of everything, I think Kyle Tucker is that guy. Uh, Chris, you're up. 10th pick of the second round. Yeah, and one thing I'll add on Kyle Tucker is, you know, you mentioned since the start of May, but even in April, his expected stats and peripherals were all fantastic. So it's not like this is just, you know, he's had a couple of good months. He's been, you know, this was always coming. Um, I'm going to go with Trevor Story. I guess there's always the concern that he'll be traded, but, um, you know, even with him not having a great season so far, you're still talking about a guy that's got 14 stolen bases um, while hitting for power and driving in runs. And I just, I, I have no real reason to think he won't turn back into, you know, I mean, we're talking about a borderline first round pick coming into the season. He had a very good month of June. So go mm-hmm. with Trevor Story. Well, I, I think the only reason, this is about where I have him going in the column, but the only reason he's this low is he's, in the final year of his contract for yeah. a, a team that's going nowhere. So, and you know, getting traded away from the Rockies is always a scary thing for a hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe he won't get traded. It's possible. He won't be silly if he didn't, but it's possible. Yep. Uh, what number, what number pick are we on Frank? Dune? We are up to 23. Oh, this is the second to last one. Make it count, Scott. I'm going to go with Mike Trout and cross my fingers. He was on a six to eight week timetable and he's about seven weeks into it now. A little concerned that there hasn't been more, there haven't been more reports about his progress during this time. And I, I I don't, at this point, I'm not confident he's going to be ready to go right after the all-star break, but uh, hopefully before the end of July and from the time he is ready to go, I expect he'll be a top five hitter. All right. So Mike Trout there with the 23rd pick and, I'm going to go with a hitter, and I'm going to take uh, Rafael Devers, who the Boston Red Sox lineup has just completely bounced back. He's hitting for batting average, 282. The counting stats are ridiculous. He's got 19 home runs in the year, so on pace for like mid-30s home runs and, and obviously awesome RBI plus runs. He doesn't steal many bases, but uh, Rafael Devers there, rounding out the second round. So again, that second round is Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, Bo Bichette, Brandon Woodruff, Zach Wheeler, and Nick Castellanos. Those are picks... 13 through 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And then uh, Xander Bogarts, Kevin Gosman, Kyle Tucker, Trevor Story, Mike Trout, and Rafael Devers rounding out the second round. All right. Who's your biggest snub? Biggest snub. Any of those pitchers I mentioned. Jose Altuve has been awesome this year, who Scott has in his top 24. <laughs> who, did you say, who did you say pick 24 was? You said it twice now. I took, Rafael Devers. I took Rafael Devers. Okay, I'm going to go Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is the biggest snub. Um, his strikeout rate is that his K per nine is the highest it's been in six years. Yeah. And he's pitching deep into games and like he just feels super safe at a time few so few pitchers do. Yeah. Shane Bieber could be. And then this one might be controversial, but I still have Manny Machado in that range. Yeah. He, he's he's actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add him into the column here as soon as the podcast's over as my 
number 24 pick, Manny Machado. I, I actually think the odds are pretty good from today forward. He's better than Rafael Devers. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned he's st- earlier, he's stealing bases this year. And uh, the underlying yeah. numbers uh, still look pretty strong. June was awesome. 899 yep. OPS, 308 average, six homers, only two steals. But when you're, you know, you have six homers, I guess you don't worry too much about it. All right, let's answer some questions here. We'll wrap up with a little mailbag. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com is where you can send your questions. And this one is from Carl. Who would you rather have rest of season in a 10-team head-to-head redraft points league? Luke Voigt or Austin Riley? Voigt. Yeah, I would say definitely Voigt. I, I think I probably have, like, in my overall rankings, a at least 50 spot difference between them, if not more. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of it yeah, comes to play discipline. Yes, and uh, Austin Riley kind of had a, he didn't kind of, he had a down June, but when I was looking into it, it was a lot of bad Babbitt luck. His plate discipline actually wasn't too bad. His strikeouts are you know, kind of where, yeah. I, I think they've actually been better in the month of June. So he's had some bad luck. I still do like Austin Riley, but I will take Luke Voigt ahead of him as well. From Sam, in a three-keeper league, I have Ronald Acuna, Bryce Harper, Javier Baez, Carlos Rodon, Aaron Nola, and Hugh Darvish. Someone offered me Dylan Cease and one of Nolan Arenado or Kebrian Hayes for Carlos Rodon and Kendall Graveman. I think the trade is a no-brainer, but what player would you take in the trade and which three would you keep? So let's answer that first question. Dylan Cease and... I assume you take Arenado, right? Cease and Arenado for Rodon and Graveman. Is that a no-brainer? I don't think so. I think it's a... I, I think you probably still do it, but... I don't think it's a no-brainer at all just because of how good Rodon's been. Um, I have a lot more faith in him than Dylan Cease. Yeah, I agree with all that. I I would do it. I would take Cease and Arenado for Rodon, but it's 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 a, it's a dilemma. I'm also I'm like 80% Arenado there, but it's not 100%. Yeah, I could I, consider Brian Hayes. I still think Brian Hayes is going to be awesome. Like I know he's just he's been okay since he's returned, but yeah. I, there are just things that he does and like the way that he carries himself. And I mean, statistically, he still looks really good, and he, and he runs for a third baseman, which is not something you find very often. So I think Hayes is going to be yeah. awesome. I would take Arenado. I think he gives you a better chance to win this year. The second part of that question: uh, Which three players would you keep? Acuna, Harper, Baez. No more Rodon, but Nola, Darvish, Cease, and I guess now Arenado. I would go with Acuna, Darvish, and... Harper. Harper, yeah. I, yeah, that's the way I'm leaning. Probably. He doesn't specify whether it's points or categories. If it's points, I'd probably go Nola over Harper, but it, it would be a close call for those two, regardless of the format. This next one's from Matt. I'm currently third place in my league and want to secure a playoff spot. My weakest position is first base where Jesus Aguilar has just been dreadful for me and Alex Kirloff is performing about average. Both Wilmer Flores and Josh Bell are available on my on waivers in my league. How do you rank these players based on the past month and how they project to play moving forward? That's Jesus Aguilar, Alex Kirloff, Josh Bell, and Wilmer Flores. Josh Bell in June had a batting average over 280. And an OPS over 800, for what it's worth. Yeah, did he still miss a lot of playing time? Uh, checking on that now. Yeah, he still did lose a lot of playing time. So that's he does not play against lefties anymore. Um, I think 
I think Aguilar, I know he says he's not happy with Aguilar. And I, I understand first base has been a tough position for me to fill in several leagues. Um, but Aguilar, I think, would still be my first choice here, followed by Kirilov and then Bell. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with Aguilar as the best player. Yeah. It has... I'll admit. Who, how has he been in... How was he in June, Jesus Aguilar? Uh, not very good. Yeah. 267 batting average, 732 OPS. He had a 925 OPS in April, and then he had a 650 OPS in May and 732 in June. So Aguilar has been uh, pretty subpar. I think Alex Kirilov probably has more upside than him if, if you just want to chase that upside. Yeah, he does. And, an- and we've talked about how his expected stats are very strong. The answer is you probably need to make a trade, if we're being honest. From Michael, <laughs> grade the trade, head-to-head points. Got Josh Hader, sent Alex Wood, and Domingo Herman, leaving me with my with only, only, only Garrett Cole, Hugh Darvish, Walker Bueller, Joe Musgrove, Yusei Kikuchi, Pablo Lopez, Charlie Morton, and Framber Valdez with Maeda and John Gray as spot starters. That's actually a very good pitching staff uh, with Means and Severino on the IL. Josh Hader, Ryan Presley, and Brad Hand are now my primary closers. So, grade the trade. Uh, um, I don't... Plus. I'm assuming... I'm hoping that this is not a standard points league where you only start two RPs because... Hater Presley in hand is a little overkill, but even with that, uh, yeah, I think this is an A. Wood and, and Armand in a in a twelve team points league are, I think, very droppable. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Wood has the RP eligibility. Which sure, yeah. I, the points league, the head to head points league, I have him in. I he's just a fixture in my lineup, basically. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Hater. Uh, just going back to the last question about the first baseman, if if by chance Joey Votto is available, I'd rather have him than all those yeah. guys, Aguilar, mm-hmm. Kirilov. You know, Votto's still available in a third of CBS Sports Leagues and probably more in other places. This next one's from Anthony. Alex Bregman has shortstop eligibility in my league and is hurt. It's an OBP league head-to-head categories. Do you prefer Miles Straw? When I look this up, I have no idea how, but Miles Straw has shortstop eligibility on Yahoo!, I don't know. If someone wants to explain that to me, sure. Uh, Miles Straw, Willie Adamas, or Jorge Polanco until Bregman is healthy. Well, Straw did come up as a shortstop originally. Um, He's played three innings there in his major league career. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... No, he's played more than that. He played 26 games there in 2019. Yeah. So, uh, so they're just okay. carrying over so eligibility. Yeah, they carried over 2019 yeah. eligibility. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Polanco is Polanco's my first choice. Do, what were you saying, Chris? I was saying Adamus. Yeah, I could see that. It's I was writing about Adamus and, and Waiver Wire recently and just, you know, how good he's been since joining the Brewers and how good he's been everywhere since everywhere but Tropicana Field in his career. <laughs> yeah. And I was um, surprised to find out he's only 25. So Adamas still has. Yeah. And like, he was a top 10 prospect. Yeah. You know, it was four or five years ago now, but it, it's not like he was just totally lacking in talent. Yeah. Yeah. I but do- Polanco's been really productive since April himself. So yeah. Yeah. it's a close call between those two. It is very close. I think if you need a few steals to chip in there, then I would probably lean with Polanco. If you just need a little bit more power 
some RBI. Willie Adamas is probably the one for me. In a vacuum, I, I think I would lean Polanco, but I do like Willie Adamas quite a bit. This one's from Jordan. Hey, Ronald, Juan, Mookie, and Shohei. No idea. No clue. <laughs> Top four first baseman, I think, rest of season. I feel like Rymel Tapia is being criminally underrated. I play in a head-to-head points league that values Rymel Tapia as the 13th outfielder through his first 77 games this season. This is me talking again, Frank. On CBS, he's actually outfield 20 in points, but still very good. Uh, back to the email. I was never a believer until this season, and admittedly, he isn't remarkable, but the more I look into him, the more sustainable he looks... What do you guys think? Rymel Tapia. We do have him ranked very low. Scott has him at 56 in the outfield. Chris has him 57. I have him at 45, so I moved him up recently, but yeah. he's been very good. Like, the counting stats are awesome just because he's leading off of the Rockies. Yeah, I mean, his 162-game pace going back to the start of the 2020 season is a 302 average, 93 runs, 8 homers, 70 RBI, 24 steals. I, I do think he's probably pretty underrated for fantasy given the fact that He's leading off and playing every day for the Rockies. Um, I don't know if he's good, like as a you know major league baseball player, but yeah, yeah, he, we we probably are undervaluing him. I think collectively. Well, he's definitely like a Coors Field creation, right? If he yes. wasn't playing at Coors Field, uh, nobody would care about him. And career six oh eight OPS away from Coors Field. And even with that, I just I don't. I mean, he was batting 253 at the start of June. So the batting average is doing a lot of the lifting there. Um, all 11 of his steals. Is that true? Oh, 10 of his 11? Okay, no, not quite. He had a bunch of steals in June, too. <laughs> his numbers looked much worse before June. And um, yeah, I, I might have him, I might need to move him up a little, but I, I, I don't have a ton of confidence in him moving forward. Yes, a very big June for Ryan Tapia. 345 batting average, 856 OPS. He hits a ton of ground balls, 66% ground ball rate on the season. A lot of his value is tied to that lineup context with the Rockies. He's solid. He's like a top 50-ish outfielder, I think, uh, rest of the season. This last one's from Ned, 12-team categories league. Got Nico Horner coming back soon. Who should I drop, if anyone, to make room for him? Jesus Aguilar, Alex Kirilov, Tommy Edmond, Ahmed Rosario, J.P. Crawford, Dom Smith. Uh, it might be Don uh, Smith. It might be. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm all right I, with that. I, I'm not tied to Aguilar or J.P. Crawford either, but I think, yeah, you know, if if you just prefer to hold on to Dom Smith and the hope he comes around, but there's there's there's, I've I pretty much lost faith there. J.P. He's happening. had he's had 70 more plate appearances this season than he had in either 2019 or 2020. So it's not like we can just write it off as a small sample size. Right. All right. So yep. you can drop. I, I think Dom Smith is probably the leading candidate there. J.P. Crawford, man, put some respect on his name. Empty batting <laughs> average, but whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's been all right. Uh, we're going to wrap there for Sky Chris. This is actually, I think, the first time ever. We've been podcasting together the past year and a half or whatever that we completed a full rundown. This is, I kind of feel like we need to throw a celebration. And I thought there was no chance of that happening. <laughs> Look at that. We did it. For yeah. Scott and Chris, I'm Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.